This is Robert Balgach and welcome to the Black Swan Secrets podcast. Our focus here is to help you grow as a producer and as a business owner in the life insurance industry. Enjoy the ride. Disclaimer, past performance is not indicative of future results. Strategies discussed in this podcast may not be suitable for you and you should make your own independent decision regarding them. This material does not take into account your particular objectives, financial situation or needs, and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. Well, good morning, everybody. Today is Wednesday, March 29th. The year is 2023. It's great time to be alive in this crazy world. And yesterday we talked about having the best day ever. And um, looking at yesterday's performance, you guys literally obliterated that record. So we yesterday had a new record, $46,000 in premium in one day. So we are really raising the bar right now, 46. Next one is 50, right, Connie? We're going for 50, 50 cent. So we're going to go over the leaderboard. And then uh, Marsha is going to interview one of the people that really has turned things around in the last couple of weeks. He's getting a really good momentum right now. So Matt Kalanke is going to go and share a few thoughts with us to see how other agents maybe can learn from that because many of you are going through the same journey as, uh, as other people. Okay, But first things first, let's go over these numbers. I was talking to to a guy yesterday and um, he was considering joining our agency and he asked me, how good are your leads? I'm like, I don't know, leads are leads, but people are writing a lot of business, so they must be good, right? So right now, Bridget, completely out of control, she decided to be full-time this week and this is what happens. So it's it's a double-double before Wednesday, crazy, 13 deals. 13,298 for one week full-time bridge. Then Mitchell Brooks uh, killed his record with three days to go. So we'll have to talk to this guy again. Five deals, 12,045. Erica on fire also, three deals, 10,392. Sean Chadwell, three deals, 8,780. Mariana, Steady five deals, 74.36. A Marsha leading from the front, five deals, 63.77. A Kerry Weissong, four deals, 56.90. A Jamar, another nice couple of deals yesterday, four, so far for the week, 54.94. And again, guys, this, this is like half of the week. We still have three ways to <clears throat> three full days to go. So Michael Cotton, one deal, 46.78. Uh, John McMillan, this is his best week since he joined us. Couple of deals, 42.08. Uh, Crystal Bowden, couple of deals, 4,062. Brad Friedman is back on the leaderboard. Good to see you back, Brad. Uh, two deals, 39.12 for Brad. Uh, Louis Nelson, one nice one for over 3,000. Um, Tristan, couple of deals, 2,700. John Cranford, steady, two deals, 23,21. Becca McKay had one deal just over 2K. 
Michael and two scratched a nice one for 1816. John Monkers scratched for 1197. Chelsea George did one. Uh, Kalanki did one. And Mark Cormier scratched. So far, 22 pe 21 people wrote business. We are probably heading to 30 for the week. And, you know, it's going to be a record week. Let's just see how high the new bar is being set. Three more days to go. So, Marsha, it's kind of crazy when you, when you think about it. You know, if you look like even, even a year ago, where was the Seekers Financial Agency and where you are right now, it's mind-blowing. Huh? It's a big difference. <laughs> so I'm going to hand it over to you so you and Mr. Kalanki can have a little conversation here in front of everybody. All righty. So um, I'm going to slide this over so I can see everybody. Now, Matt, I was looking at how long ago you signed up. I know you've been with us for a minute or two. And lo and behold, you signed you. We had our interview on April Fool's Day. Is, is that just a cute little thing? <laughs> two weeks later, you were in the fold and, you know, poised to go. So I'm just going to kind of take a little trip back in time. Tell me what young Matt was like. You know, what were you like at 13 or 14? Um. My father had been in the military for his career, and we'd moved around a lot. Um, I was uh, moved around from school to school, so I was always the new kid. I was a tall, big kid, and uh, got picked on a lot. But uh, fortunately, I had the mental acuity to verbally abuse folks uh, <laughs> that helped uh, al uh, allow me to to cope through those years. Um, and, uh, so it was, uh, in fact, in those years we lived in Belgium and I, uh, I enjoyed learning, uh, French and, uh, developed an early, uh, affinity for developing conversations with people that were different than I am, uh, French people, uh, Belgian people, German, uh, folks. Um, and, uh, that's carried on in my professional life. Very cool. So it sounds like you grew up internationally, right? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a citizen of the world. That's good. That's good. Now, what did you want to be when you grew up? I mean, you had this very, very um, eclectic opportunity where you got to see an awful lot more of the world than most folks. So did you have something in mind that you wanted to do? Um. Yeah, actually, uh, when, when we first moved back to the States, um, I, I, we moved to Utah, of all places. And uh, my first day or two in high school, not knowing anybody, I walked down the hall and uh, I saw a uniform. And I'd been around uniforms uh, all my life. And there was a National Guard recruiter there. Um, and so I struck up a conversation and started talking to them about the educational opportunities. And uh, on Christmas Eve of my junior year, uh, I enlisted in the National Guard. Um, I had the privilege of having my father, um, who's not with us any longer. Uh, and ironically, uh, now 50 years after the Vietnam War, he died as a result of Agent Orange. But he swore me into the military Oh. And uh, anyway, tough, 
remembering that, but uh, I viewed that as my avocation. Um, I went to college, I attended ROTC, and I planned to take a commission um, and be a member of the armed services. Uh, I viewed that as what I wanted to do and become uh, and was well on my way to that uh, when I had health issues that uh, precluded me from serving. Yeah, I changed my whole horizon. And uh, that was uh, really a shock. Um, and then the next shock came. I fell in love with a woman from Orem, Utah. <laughs> and uh, next thing you know, I have two children from Utah. Um, and I guess that makes me a transplanted Utah now. So how long have you and your wife been married now? Uh, she thinks it's longer than it actually is, mostly because it feels longer. Um, but uh, we will be married 33 years uh, in July. Well, congratulations. Now, your your career's kind of started to, you kind of started gaining traction here. So you've been with us, you're going on a year. Um, about the, the 15th of March, of April, sometime in there is, is going to be your year anniversary. But last month, you had your biggest, your biggest month, you had over $5,000. So it seems like you're doing something differently. What, what have you noticed that you changed that made this difference for you? Um, one of the things um, that's working for me is, uh, I'm, I'm in, incorporating myself into what I do. Um, it's no longer what I'm doing, it's what I am. Uh, and uh, it, I, I kind of have to take it at my own uh, value uh, and allow myself the years of experience and con uh, conversing with people in building basic rapport. Um, and I wind up with more enjoyment from the job because um, I'm connecting with individuals. And uh, the folks that we're talking to are relying on us to give them sound advice that's going to affect their families in the greatest time, uh, times of travail. And uh, that uh, you have to treat with some sort of gravity. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm used to being uh, an answer person. And uh, I've taken time to try to get to better know the, the people we're talking to, as well as to better know the products that we represent and, and provide them as this is uh, some tools that other people uh, have, have found effective um and may work in your circumstance um and uh it it just seems to click for me um and uh i'm having a lot more enjoyable time in conversing with clients on the phone well it's true when you when you're enjoying yourself and and you're just relating to people it doesn't feel like you're working. I don't feel like I'm working when I'm having, you know, when I'm talking to the clients, it's just like talking to a friend and being able to provide, like you said, the, for their, for their worst possible time and know they've got that taken care of so they can sleep well at night. That makes a huge difference. Um, 
Now, when you first started up or when you, you know, first got, when you got going, whether it's back then or now, what did you think was going to be the hardest and what do you think is going to be the easiest? And was that how it was? Um, I thought making the phone calls would be the easier part for me. Uh, and that proves to be the hardest time is uh, <laughs> setting aside time to get the phone calls uh, completed. Um, oftentimes I get excited because I've talked to somebody and I want to, I, I don't know. And I chase all the answers down not completely realizing that uh, there's more questions down the road and they'll kind of all answer themselves cumulatively over time. And uh, I just need to be dealing with more people. I, I, uh, I spent a lot of years uh, spearfishing, uh, diving. And uh, uh, one of the things I, I, was always on this trip with this boat captain who every time we he would go he would always say all right I'll, I'll be back I'm gonna go get go get a halibut because if he caught halibut he was on the table and, he, and it saved him on groceries and I said you know nobody else was catching I uh, was shooting halibut and I said the next time you go no matter when you go you'd let me know and I'm gonna go with you to see how you hunt for halibut no doubt. And I uh, got down in the in the drop to the bottom, and he picked up his compass and set a heading. And I had been swimming, you know, kind of looking and moving fairly slow and gently, and he takes off almost like a rocket <laughs> along the bottom. And he does that for about uh, twenty fin cycles, and then he stops looks at his compass and changes that compass and what he's doing is he's creating a search pattern along the sand bottom and he is swimming to across the bottom to try and see where the halibut have buried themselves in the sand and i realized all of a sudden i'm not seeing enough sand and that's the same thing here is i've got to increase my numbers of people I talk to, more sand, so that I can find halibut to feed the, the dinner table. You let me know when you got halibut on the table. I'll be right over. Yum. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's your plan for the rest of this year? What are your goals? Where do you see Matt Kalunke at, at the end of 2023? You, you know, you're, it feels like you're kind of getting into your groove. You're finding out what you like. You know, you want to increase the activity. One thing you might and some people might consider doing is calling your upline and shortening that search pattern because she's a pretty nice gal, I hear. And I'm always happy to who, hear from you. Who is that? Oh, that'd be me. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So, anyways, and I have um, called you more of recent, if you know. I know you have, and I appreciate it. So, by the end of the year, where do you want to see yourself in business? What do you, what's your, best month going to look like for you or what's the what's the end of the year number you're shooting for um i would like to be in the 100 and a half to 200 range um i've got uh um some things that i'm doing uh with inside my local market uh that uh i'm 
that are incorporating some of the network of, of people I've worked with in the past and uh, trying to utilize uh, that as a resource for uh, additional opportunity for sales. That's warm uh, market, right? Uh, no, it's it, not necessarily warm market. Um, it would be developing markets uh, within or from within the networks of bit. I've been in the same community for 30 some odd years and I've been running my own business and I've left this tool aside for too long. Um, and uh, I just, as I've developed more experience and confidence, I feel like I can go in front of people I've worked with or clients uh, from the past, um, go in front of groups and say, you know, this is what I'm doing. I'd love to help you or your family um, and uh, providing an educational resource within my community. Okay. Um, so overall, it sounds like you've you've picked up the pace and, and found your niche and you're ready to just dig in. I'm going to mm -hmm. open this up to questions for anybody else. Jamar. All righty. Hey, uh, Matt. So, um, yeah, congrats. You are killing it uh, recently. And yeah, I didn't even know you've been here for a year. That's crazy. So, yeah, I just wanted to say some nice things about you so far. So I said it since day one when you first uh, role played. You have like a very nice, calming phone voice. So I'm sure that's what you got going for you. And you do have a pretty great humor. Um, I noticed uh, <laughs> you're on like all the phone calls, like you're on all the training calls. You're always participating always volunteering. So I think uh, that's important. And that's probably why you're doing so good right now. Now I've got a few questions. So um, are you using an auto dialer? Or are you doing it manually? Uh, kind of a hybrid. Um, okay. I, uh, I use the CRM. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I've got uh, shortcuts built into my phone. So that if I highlight uh, a uh, phone number, mm -hmm. I can copy it and then I can just touch a shortcut on my uh, iPhone and it will connect that number from my screen. Um, and it works really well because then I can redial it, redial it, and then I can make notes at the same time. Hell yeah. Um, Matt's a so. smarty techno guy. Oh, I can tell. I know. <laughs> um, so how many uh, dials do you strive for daily? Um, I'd like to be doing, you know, 200, 200 plus. Um, I, I unfortunately get distracted and get caught up in details and have a tendency to lose track of time. So I've been trying to set timers to bring me back on time, uh, onto task um, because I'm, I'm renowned for uh, starting down a path and then looking up and it's three hours later. So I've got to set aside that time and constantly remove myself back to it. And uh, I've been employing some strategies that have been helpful. Nice. Okay. All right. I like it. And um, so how many hours would you say your goal is to outbound dial daily? Uh, outbound dialing would probably be about two, two and a half, uh, as, as many as three hours. Okay. And when you look at it that way, it's not that long unless you've got a short attention span. <laughs> is there a reason you don't uh, like to go over that? Oh, I didn't say I wouldn't go over that. Uh -huh. I, I'm just saying, ideally, if I can focus for that amount of time, I, I feel like I can talk to enough people, uh, 
uh, follow up with other folks and get enough done to keep myself uh, busy. And I think the rest of it will come as I'm more familiar with various carriers and their policies and their applications. Um, and so it, it's not every day that I'm opening a Pandora, Pandora's box of a new application and it won't proceed because I didn't put um, something that's obscure on the right-hand side of the page clear at the top that you can't see when it comes to go next. No, yeah, I like that too because me personally, I try to do like uh, three hours would probably be my max for outbound uh, dialing, just because I don't like to burn out and I want to be able to regain some energy and uh, and have time to for those people I called. I usually do get missed calls, so this is just straight up outbound. But I do end up getting to probably like three, four hours with callbacks and then running appointments. Who knows how many hours that'll go to. But uh, that's why I was asking that question. So I like that. And um, so what what days do you work? Like, what's your schedule like? Um, I never close. I only doze. Mm. Uh, but I try to be in the in in my seat at my desk uh, beginning at about seven to seven thirty. Uh, and then uh, usually take a little bit of time during the day to maybe run some errands or of course um, I, I prefer to nosh during the day and then have dinner late in the evening. Um, so I have a tendency to just be at my desk all day long and, um, you know, work with customers, work on my personal edification, mm -hmm. uh, understanding the products better, calling underwriters, whatever it takes. Okay. Yeah. I like it, man. And uh last question for me is, um, but, I, you... but I'm in the desk four days, uh, four days a week, definitely. And then part days on Friday, Saturday yeah. as, as needed. That's kind of how I run my schedule too. Monday through Thursday, no matter what I'm working Fridays, uh, depending on how the week went, definitely like to go a half day. And then Saturdays, it'll, it'll depend on what's going on. But, um, and the final question for me is the uh, recruiting. So are you recruiting yet? Um, no, not uh, formally. Um, I, not formally. Um, I've, I've thought about it. Um, I, uh, I will. Um, I just, uh, Marshall will tell you, um, I'm, I'm very much a take it or leave it person. Um, <laughs> And uh, if I don't, if I can't do it on my terms, mm -hmm. I prefer not to do it. I get um, that. And uh, I have to add this one in, Matt. When when we talked at Christmas, and you said, um, I said, so how are things going? And you said, oh, they're going fine. And um, I said, so he said, well, the the reason that I, I didn't really make many sales is I, I didn't feel like working. And I said, well, you know what? That's okay. I make enough money for myself. You just do what you need to do. So he took off December and enjoyed it. And then he came back in and that's when he kicked it up in February. So, you know, Matt keeps his schedule, but it's his schedule and it works for him. And now that you're getting the hang of it, it might just shift a little bit. That's cool. Oh yeah. And yeah, I just think that you would run a hell of a team. So uh, I just definitely think you should uh, definitely start recruiting, man. But yeah, thanks for uh, answering those questions for me. You're welcome. Thank you. Anybody else have any questions before we get to our dialing and smiling? 
I was just going to make working and working. Go ahead. I'm just going to make a quick comment here, and uh, you know, we attract different type of people in the organization. You know, some people just go in, and you know, in week one they go write five, six applications. Some people people like a crock pot instead of a fast food restaurant, right? Matt is an example of a crock pot. It's a nice, tasty crock pot, but it's going to take some time. But once that thing is done, that dinner is going to be tasty, right? So I like the amount of effort, Matt, that you're putting in into educating yourself, being the best professional that you can be. And you're only getting better as you're going through the reps, as you're seeing now, right? So don't be surprised if you start hitting, you know, three to 5,000 every week consistently. And that crock pot effort is definitely paying off. So nice job. And it's coming from a crock pot gal too. So mine, you know, my six year overnight success, boom, there you go. (laughs) A little little bit of everything works. That's it. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Marsha. Thank you. Okay. 